Welcome to From the Field. My name is Tyler Dravitz. I'm the XP of Ridgeline Church and the president of my XP. I'm here with Ryan Hughley, lead pastor of Ridgeline Church. Today, we're going to talk about a few ideas for how to maximize Holy Week during this time of social distancing due to COVID-19. Many of us probably had lots of plans in place, and now we have to change the plan. So let's start right there. Yeah, I think one of the things that, that would be really beneficial for us to do... Why did, okay? I, why did I just do that like I was in a play? I don't know. It was you. Want to, let's try it one more time. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to include. We're that just going to include it. Well, I don't know. Should At we try point, it one more time? Well, I, I don't know. How about we include the first one, yeah. leave all this in, and then you take another. I don't take. think everyone got it the first time. I they just got did not it. Sure it was why. good. I think you got really insecure about it, but I thought it was really good. <laughs> well, I also got told 13 seconds ago I was doing the intro. We just yeah. assumed you were going to do that forever. No, you did so. so good. All right. All right. So, so back to all these changes that are happening with Holy Week, Good Friday, and Easter, and all of that. So I think that the place for us to start is I do think rather than just power through, uh, and move on and figure out what we're going to do. I do think there's something really important about taking, even if it's just a moment, to stop and mourn what we were hoping Easter would be so that we can embrace what it's actually going to be. And like, so for us, you remember, I think a couple months ago at this point, we got together with a team of people. We did a whole planning meeting yeah. for Good Friday and, and Holy Week and Easter. So you I know, made a killer meat and cheese tray. You did. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the best plan. I mean, I will say it's the best planning meeting I've ever been a part of. It was good. It was really it was good. good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if the plans were any good, but the meat and cheese right. were and spectacular. The, like, the way we arranged the furniture. Oh, yeah, it, was great. it was great. We had our new ministry It was our center. very first meeting in the All ministry right. center. It was great. So we had Good Friday plans. We were going to do a darker, more reflective uh, service here at our ministry center. We were going to do just like an acoustic and piano and cello. Uh, We were going to have silent reflection, spoken word, communion, and we can't do any of that now because we can't have people here. For Easter, we were going to refresh all of our signage. We were going to do donuts and Easter egg hunts for kids before uh, service that morning. We were going to have flowers. I remember that being a very big thing in our planning meet- mm-hmm. meeting. There was a couple people that were just like so hung up on there being flowers. I, I appreciate the couple people. It yeah. was me and Megan. It was, yeah. We had just decided we were, and, and you wanted more understanding about the yeah. flowers. And our response was, we got it taken care of. Yeah. And I trusted that. And we don't you know? know still to this day what we were going to do, no. but it was going to be awesome. Stay in your lane. I stayed in my lane. But we were going to like, we are going to dress up a little bit more. We're going to do group testimonies. We're going to go with a big band, load everybody in there, balloons for kids, baptisms, and we can't do any of that. So what would you say to people like us? Because there's ministry leaders Mm -hmm. that are now all over the, I'm literally all over the world who any plans that anybody had for Good Friday and Easter are largely dashed. So you've been talking to a lot of pastors uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, through my XP. What are what are you saying to people whose plans have been disrupted? How would you help them think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I've even got one church where uh, this pastor is such a planner and such an eager beaver. And so they decided to do a 10,000 egg Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. And because he's such a planner, he uh, divided and conquered, sent to these eggs and candy home to all the small groups in the church. And like I saw I saw Insta stories of like packing eggs and this and that, like, like hour after hour yeah. of these. And now his kids are going to have the greatest Easter egg hunt of, <laughs> of their all life. time. Cause they're all done and they're just in the church basement, just oh chilling. And I think honestly, we talked a couple weeks ago about, uh, start planning your party now. Yeah. And I think one, um, 
eggs are a little Easter centric, but I don't know. You can listen. Here's what I know. It's a plastic toy filled mm-hmm. with candy. You put it in the yard at any time. Kids aren't going to oh, throw stones. Hundred percent. They're not going to throw stones. So make it a part of your kind of return thing. There's no reason that we can't have a huge Easter celebration uh, whenever we get to get together again. And totally. so I think um, uh, do your best to salvage some of those, especially mm-hmm. things that you've spent money on. I know that some churches have and uh, production sets and things like that and still get some value out of it. Mm-hmm. I think that people are going to be so excited to be back together that I don't think any of it's going to be in vain. I think anything we can do to help uh, make that a special memory making moment is going to be important. Totally. I actually remember when I was a kid, my parents would do, I don't really remember as a kid going to like these big Easter egg hunts, like in the, like the city or whatever. I don't know if those were a thing when I was a kid, but uh, do you remember going to those? Uh, I did. I couldn't do it very well. Cause like I was a fat little kid <laughs> and if you had an Easter egg I wanted, I just pushed you down. Oh, yeah. So I had to kind of like stand on the side with my mom. Yeah, You got kicked out of some Easter yeah. egg hunts. Uh, phew, yeah. yeah. I like that about you. Yeah. But I remember my parents used to do one when we lived in Northern California, we had this big yard that opened up to the woods. Mm-hmm. And so they would do them and we would never be able to find them all. But I remember for like two months after you'd be playing outside and you'd randomly find an Easter egg that you hadn't found made your whole day. It was like finding a unicorn. It's amazing. <laughs> so you can still use those Easter eggs is my point. Anyways, just because it's not what we hoped it would be, I think it's very important to keep in mind that it doesn't mean that God does not have a plan for Easter. Uh, the one person who is not shocked by any of this is God. And so he's got a plan for this. And there's some way that he wants to move in this season during this week. And uh, our job is just to follow him. So we're going to talk for a few minutes about what that's going to look like for us. Um, But uh, we wanted to, we've been talking a lot about the importance of keeping things simple. Mm -hmm. And from the beginning of this started to really early on lean to a very low production, simple manner about which we were going to go about doing everything. Yep. And, um, and churches have gone different. Like some churches have really tried to hold the line and they are still bringing in like, especially larger churches they're bringing in their whole band mm-hmm. and they're bringing like everything's exactly as it should be. And the rationale behind that, which I understand the rationale is with everything else. So upside down and shifting, let's provide some normality for people and mm-hmm. give them the same, the same thing. That's fair. It is fair, and it does make sense. But I think that there is some liability in that as well. And I'd had a hard time for the last couple weeks finding language for it. And then this week I came across an article written by a pastor named Tommy Presson Phillips is his name. He's got three names. Mm. I could do without that in my life. That's too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Is Bon really his middle name? Oh, I don't know. That is not... That is not like if Bond's your middle name, you for sure don't draw attention to it uh-uh. by using it all of the time. Maybe it's hyphen. I don't, I'm not sure. Okay, I don't. I, I I will say I don't know anyone with three names that's not pretty cool. Okay, do you agree with that, John Bon Jovi? Like we can throw stones at John Bon Jovi. He's that dude's cool. a boss. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, he was amazing. So okay. Tommy yeah. Preston Phillips. I don't know him at all, but he's probably cool because he has three names, and yeah. I loved the article that he wrote. Great. So I want to read a section for this because I do think it it really helps articulate some of what we've been feeling. Mm -hmm. So he writes this at one point in the article. He says, for the family who hasn't left their house in two weeks and likely will not leave their house for another four, I'm beginning to feel that the best thing that we as church leaders can do for them, and here it is, I love this, is join them in their monotony 
in their messiness and in the simple, boring mundaneness of isolation. He goes on and he says, perhaps the meditative video clips of drone shots soaring above the Blue Ridge Mountains with song lyrics flashing across the serendipitous landscapes will only add to the sense of loneliness that they already have. Perhaps seeing their pastor preaching to an empty sanctuary and watching their worship band smile together while painted six feet of dis while painting six feet of distance only serves to elevate the feeling of isolation that they are already feeling. And perhaps, I love this line, perhaps what they need to see more than anything else from their church leaders is their mess. A man lifting up a song with an acoustic guitar in the awkwardness of his living room beside a table lamp poorly lighting his beige walls best displays the true reality that we are all truly in this together. Mm -hmm. So perhaps a woman, a church leader, singing out in the stale air of her messy bedroom where she spent the last two weeks working in front of her computer is the picture that the church needs to broadcast at this moment. And I love this line that he closes with, show us what is real, no more acting. And I really, really agree with that. I don't think that, I think, again, you and I have both worked in big churches and mm -hmm. small churches. So this is in no way a criticism of like, we don't really criticize big church. Like mm -mm. big churches are great. Small yep. churches are great. So some churches have the ability to do that big production, and they've already got cameras set up. They already have streaming set up. Like, I understand all of that. But I do think that there really is something to, to sit down and to think about, especially at the emotional level right now. Totally. What is the impact of this, like, hyper-produced content? What is it, like, what is the impact that it's having on people? Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, not, and not only the people watching, but those at your church that are serving in that totally. capacity. I think that if your attitude right now is drive, 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 mm -hmm. more, 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 it can be so overwhelming to totally. those people. Those people that are like, I don't know, sometimes you like struggle to get, get out of bed in the morning or mm -hmm. something like this has been such a, at least for me, such a roller coaster of emotions and how I feel on any given day and mm -hmm. why and all of that kind of thing that um, it's challenging to continue yeah. to be uh, driving and productive and all of those kind of things. And so I think that if you are as the, the pastor or the boss of your staff members or, you know, uh, even worse volunteers just driving for this mm -hmm. highly produced, super polished experience, it just is, I, I just can't imagine it's worth it. Yeah. And there's just, there's no way I don't care. I don't care how great of a thing you put on TV. There's just no way that it has the impact of actually mm -hmm. being in the room. No. And I, I think to, to speak to the waves that we're all experiencing, like in, in our daily podcast, the Ridgeline Daily Feed this morning, I, I talked about how trust of God for me has been like playing whack-a-mole. Mm. And uh, at one minute, I feel like I totally trust God and everything's okay. Yeah. But then I feel fear pop up and I have to like smack that down. Sure. And, and it's just constant. It's, it feels like it's at, for certainly every hour. I feel like I vacillate between like, everything's good, man. This is going to pass. We're going to be okay. And then I'm like, Oh, this is the walking dead. Like yeah. that's where we're headed. Yeah. And, and if, and if, and I am, I think as a pastor, I'm quote unquote mature or maturing in my faith, mm. definitely more than some other people. Yeah. Um, if that's how we're doing, like, Oof people who are brand new to their faith or in our churches and watching our feeds that are not sure where they're at. Like my guess is that they're probably vacillating certainly just as much, if not more. Sure. And so I think to really think through the impact of that on people is really, really important. Sure. Absolutely. 
So uh, back to the Holy Week, why don't we go ahead and talk about how we're planning to make the most of Holy Week. So uh, what are we planning in the way of preparation for the week? You know, uh, I think some people it's just Easter Mm -hmm. or Good Friday, but then there's the idea of Holy Week that entire week leading up to it. And so kind of what's our plan for the week of preparation? Yeah, I think in, I mean, just on a note about preparation, I think preparation for Good Friday and Easter is really important. That if we just rush to Good Friday or we just rush to Easter in the midst of everything else that's going on in life, we miss so much of the significance of it. So for us, a couple of simple things that we're doing, we're doing, uh, we've started this a few weeks ago, but we're going to focus them on Holy Week this Mm -hmm. week. We're going to do daily audio and video devotionals addressing specifically a few reasons that Jesus gave his life for ours. So we've been doing the Ridgeline Daily Feed, um, which is just like that five to seven minute long podcast. So I'm going to address five reasons that Jesus came to die mm-hmm. next week in yep. that. Um, something we started last week. Some people, one of the things we keep hearing from people on these Zoom calls that we're doing is everybody keeps saying it's so good to see your face. Mm-hmm. So I just set up my phone now when I'm recording the audio for the podcast, the daily podcast, and we capture that on video. And then I share that on our Facebook page as well. So people can listen to the podcast or they can watch that video, whatever they want to do. That's great. So we're doing those those devotionals just to prepare people's hearts and to have us think about that. And then um, I'm also using Facebook Live. We we started this. You started it because I don't even think I know how. <laughs> you made a private group on Facebook that's yeah. just for our church. Yep. Um, and you have to be invited to it. I think to be a part uh, of you that can click the link. You have to be approved to be in it. Okay, just so we can make is. sure it's just yeah. our church. Yep. So we've got a bunch of people from our church that are on that. It's been awesome to watch that our musicians are sharing songs just in their living room, like that guy described in his article. And uh, then we're I'm sharing those videos there as well. But another thing that I've been doing for the last couple of days is going live at noon for midday prayer in that group. Okay. So it's like two. Did you know that? I saw the notification. <laughs> um, I have a real busy job. I know you do. So I can't just stop you, you, at noon. You had this every time you got a thing. You had, you had this look on your face, like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Um, so we're stopping next week uh, at noon, and it'll. I mean, literally, it's like three minutes just to recenter our hearts on God's presence and that He's with us. I'll point uh, like a couple of verses of scripture and then prayer. So we're doing that midday, just to every day throughout that week, try to intentionally stop and focus our attention on what we're preparing for. Awesome. So that's that's Holy Week. What about uh, how can we remember Good Friday in a meaningful way in this kind of digital world that we're living in? Yeah, I mean, I think we're we the one thing that we figured out how to do over the last couple of weeks is to stream. So mm-hmm. we're using YouTube for that, like you've talked about. Yeah. Um, so I think you and I are going to come in here on Friday night. It'll just be the two of us. Yep. And you'll hit record or whatever it is, whatever voodoo spell you cast Go live. on the YouTube gods. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I think we're going to just keep it uh, really, really simple. And um, I'm going to do a little reflection on Good Friday. And then we're, I'm going to lead people through how to take communion at home. Okay. Uh, I know there's a lot of, no, I don't know if there's a lot. I think there's like probably like seven or eight nerds yeah. right now. Yeah. 
uh, not nerds, that, that sounds um, un- unfair, but there are people that strongly believe that communion should only be taken in the context of the entire church being gathered. Okay. And I get that. I understand the perspective, and I've read the arguments, and I think these are very unique times and circumstances sure. that we're in. Unprecedented, some might say. <laughs> yeah, we know how much you like that word. Um, and uh, so I think that this is a time when, yes, it's not the ideal, but we uh, still have an opportunity to help people remember in a way that Christ commanded us to, which is through communion. So we're going to encourage people to use whatever elements that they have, some some form of bread, and I guess something red will be our our, our hope. Uh, most Wild of our church, m- many people in our church are definitely going to have red wine. Yeah. I'm not super concerned yeah. about that. Yeah, we'll be so, all right. Yeah, so I'm going to lead them through communion. And um, I, I do think that through all of this, one of the things that is good is we have the opportunity to, there's just always, like we were talking about this beforehand, um, I think that on the one hand, in ministry, we really look forward to Good Friday and Easter. It's mm-hmm. like the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, but yeah. I think also it's the Super Bowl for ministry. But I think also the other side of that, if we're honest about it, for those of us that are involved in that, is it is an unbelievable amount of work. Oh, yeah. That on the other end of, you're like, it was fun in the moment, and there was months of buildup, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. And you're exhausted for like a month. Sure. <laughs> you don't can even I, want to go to tell, church. Can I tell a quick story? Sure, go. So uh, here's an example of just the amount of, of work that goes into it. A few years ago, we were at a pretty large church with a large staff. Yeah. And we had decided that like what better displays what Christ did for us on the cross than a white balloon. Yeah. I mean, that is just like one to one right there, man. (laughs) (laughs) People see them. We were so hung up on those balloons. Oh, man. So hung up. And so, like, I mean, I had the entire staff, like, section off the end of the day to be able to help. And we had like helium tanks. We had balloons. And we had even had, I had had uh, the gal who supported both of us mm-hmm. call. And she found out that if we use this certain goo in the balloon, if we did them on Friday afternoon, they'd be lasting well into the next week. Oh, no yeah. chance. I mean, we had like the, and we were going to have this whole pattern. It was going to be amazing and look great. And I mean, hundreds, I don't it was remember gonna be how like, many we It was going to be like the Pixar movie up. Our church That's was right. going to float Just away. There were right so away. many white balloons. And, and, uh, and I stopped by or no, no, I was on my way to church. And because Aaron is amazing, she had beat me mm-hmm. and she called me and she said, you're not going to be happy, but it's not going to match how unhappy I am. And I said, why is that? Every one of those balloons had fallen. Yep. I think we had like three with any. Yep. And so then we had to like just sort of like tape them to things. and Because yeah. I couldn't let it go. Yeah. Because, and I got to say the only thing like the only thing. So these balloons floating was was I mean, it was not going to be amazing. No. It was, I mean, it was yeah. going to look good. That's but it right. was not like it's I not had like a, I had a plan. It was yeah, beyond. You had a plan. But people were going to get saved. It's not a great vibe when all your balloons are dead on Easter morning. No. And like, and like, and you know how balloons get like dead and they're like kind of shrivelly and like wrinkly. That's what these were. Yeah. And the number of people were like, Tyler, they look so good. Like, like they were just like trying to tell me that I had done like great at something I'm awful at. And so that's the point though. I mean, the amount of manpower the the salaried hours, the tithe dollars that went in to paying people to, prepare these balloons that then fell yeah and wouldn't have mattered no no not at all so i do think there's a gift in 
the fact that we get to strip away a lot of the noise and we, there's an opportunity to really go simple yep. uh, in the midst of this whole thing. So I think that's, that's what we're going to try to do. Good Friday is going to be pointed, but it's going to be very, very simple, probably like a 30-minute stream uh, to lead people through this time at home, and that'll get us you know, through the day. Awesome. And so then to your point, I was going to mention that, uh, but then you did just like, I mean, people call it the Super Bowl for mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like the big one. Mm-hmm. And, and what are we going to do to make it be any different than all the other services that everyone has like hit, like uh, play and mm-hmm. throw to their Apple TV mm-hmm. on? Not much. Okay. I think is the honest answer. (laughs) Uh, I think some, some people might have a really big thing they're trying to pull off, but we're, we're, again, we're going to stay pretty simple. I think the tone of our stream that day, I want to, I want to hold this tension between being honest and still hopeful. Uh, I I think it's a mistake. If, If you go too big and too hypey and too rah, rah, I just think it looks like you're not paying attention to where people are at. Like, I think we, we need to be excited about the resurrection for sure. And we're in a hard season right now. Sure. And to turn a blind eye to that, to that in the name of hyping people up in front of their TVs and their underwear, watching your stream, it just, I, I don't know. I just, I have a hard time thinking about the people that make up our church, seeing their faces in my mind and thinking that they're going to be like super hype on Easter. As I just feel like, let's be honest and let's be hopeful about what's really gone on. So we're going to do, I'm going to do a standalone message that day for Easter, not a part of a series. Like we've been doing, we'll still do a song. One of our musicians will come in and do that. One thing that we are working toward that will be different is that we're hoping to do a group testimony via video. Okay. So we're going to send out... Um, to people, we're going to ask them to uh, just use their phone to shoot a super short video, kind of an answer to this. The way we're going to set it up is at Easter, we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. We celebrate Jesus defeating the power of death. So resurrection is a demonstration of God's great power. So uh, this Easter, what are you trusting God's power for in your life? And we just want people to provide a 15-second answer 30 second answer to that. Mm-hmm. And then to send us to send that to us, we were going to do a big group testimony thing in our service. Yeah. We can't do that, but this is one way we might be able to do that. Totally. My question for you is, yeah. how are we going to actually display that via YouTube? Have you figured that out yet? I haven't. And why would you ask me that right now on the podcast? I will get a plan in place or I will text people the link to. I don't know. Leave me alone. Well, what it is we not have, yet. No, it is. I am not in yet. the middle of loan business. It's, so back it's up. So true. You're doing a great job. So we do have. I mean, at very least, what we'll do is we've got a TV that's next to yep. me, yeah. and that has still my like presentation slides, mm-hmm. and worse, and that shows up very clearly on our stream. So worst case, people will see that video on the screen next to me. Sure, but they're I don't also know how they're going to get the audio of it though. But you know what? Yeah, you're going to figure it out. Oh yeah, next week. Uh, yeah, not next week, week, not today. Yeah, yeah. So another thing that we're going to do that was um, our friend Megan, who's a part of our church and helps mm-hmm. with all of our design stuff. She had an idea about using Zoom uh, to be able to basically have like 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 an unmoderated just chaos of conversation, <laughs> which is when she mentioned it made me think of like what the lobby's like yeah. after church. Yeah. So one thing we're going to experiment with on Easter Sunday that we might then continue for the rest of this mm. is after the YouTube feed is done. There's a Zoom link that people will have beforehand okay. that after the stream's done, everybody can click on and show up, and then everybody gets to talk like they would in the lobby, I that guess. That is awesome. I'm learning about that. 
in this moment. Yeah. And I know how to execute it, so I'm excited. All right. It's going to be And great. it sounds awesome. Right. I think it'll be really cool. So I think, uh, I think as we kind of bring this to a close, I think no matter what anyone ends up doing, all that really matters is that we do our best to make it meaningful. Like you might listen to some of our ideas and you're like, this is so elementary. Ours is going to be way better than that. Great. And you might listen to this and you might think, I have no idea how I would do any of that. Mm. And that doesn't matter either. What matters is that we find a way for our church to make it meaningful. And that can look totally different and should look totally different for all of us. And so as pastors and ministry leaders, I think this is such a perfect uh, opportunity for us to remember that the power is not in our production. It's not certainly in the quality of our preaching. It, the power is in the one that we preach. Mm, and in my own devotions right now, I'm in 1 Corinthians, and I just I wanted to read this before you pray for us to close. Okay. Um, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul says this to the church at Corinth. He says, When I came to you, brothers and sisters, announcing the ministry of God to you, I did not come with fancy production and a big, huge stage and white balloons to lift mm. your church off the ground. That's not what he said. It would have been better. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he said, I did not come to you with brilliance of speech or wisdom. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith may not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power. Mm. And I just thought that was a great verse for all of us who bear the weight of planning anything for Holy Week, that it's not about what we do or how well we do it. I think this is an amazing, like, like maybe one of the things that God wants to do this week is just show off how powerful he is because our thing is so lame and weak sauce compared to what we normally do, that he's genuinely just going to step to the front of the stage and he's going to display his power for yeah. us. So I thought it'd be awesome um, before we kind of wrap this up, if you'd pray for everybody listening um, who is going to be involved in any of this and really pray that um, the spirit would show himself powerful through this. So we pray for us. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Father God, we come to you um, weak and trembling mm -hmm. and fearful. And I just pray, God, that you would uh, be with us, God, that you'd be with those listening, God, those mm -hmm. that you have called to lead your church. And uh, God, I just ask that you would uh, help them to um, be honest with their church, mm -hmm. uh, even this Easter Sunday, God, that, that yes, it's important for a leader to cast vision and call people to trust in you and all of that. And it's also important to just be honest right. about the fact that this season is rough mm -hmm. and it's not enjoyable mm -hmm. and it largely sucks. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to be one that I think we uh, look back on fondly. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not going to be one that we talk about. It's going to be one that, um, that we are thankful that those who come after us didn't have to experience. Yeah. And so God, I just pray right now that you would uh, give us all wisdom, God, that you would help us to um, bring our very best for you, mm -hmm. but that we would recognize that in this season, our very best looks different. That's right. And so I just pray that we wouldn't uh, try to bring more uh, than we can, God, that we wouldn't be more demanding of people than we can, God, that we would recognize that uh, everyone we talk to is fragile, God, that we mm -hmm. are fragile. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we should come to you in that way. That's good. God, make your, make your presence and your power known um, mm -hmm. this Easter in a way like you never have before. Mm -hmm. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. That's good. Well, 
We would love to connect with you throughout the week. So uh, if you don't, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at, at Ryan Hughley. That's H-U-G-U-L-E-Y. And you can follow Tyler at HelloMyXP on Instagram. You can also help us by subscribing to the podcast, uh, leaving a review on whatever platform you're listening on, and sharing this episode on social media. Thanks so much for listening, and we're praying that you all have a great Holy Week.